Here it is. <coughs> Merry Christmas. Everybody's <laughs> having a quiz. Look to the future now. It's only, only just, just begun in round one. Woo! I can't wait for our duet. I can't wait for our duet lance on the Christmas special. What we're singing? Baby, it's cold outside, of course. Oh yes. <laughs> I like the Michael B. But we'll do it like in a Jericho MJF version. <laughs> That's fine. I can do that. I challenge you to a Christmas dinner. <laughs> Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello, everyone. This is the interview queen, Alicia Two. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sammy Callahan. The one and only shot under Willie Mack. This is Shreddy Breck, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but Glorious. Broken but Glorious. Broken but Glorious. Hello and welcome to Broken but Glorious on BBSWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined by the Macho Monster, Nick David. Hello! <laughs> the Playboy Prince of Professional Wrestling, Lance Rivera. Hello. <laughs> I'm making his BBG return. Grapple Arcade's my fox. Hush! Hush! How are you doing? Very <laughs> <laughs> wow. well, you? Into uh, like uh, the Berserker at the 1992 Royal Rumble. I thought you had a gl- <laughs> leaky gas pipe. <laughs> I've, I've, I still have. Hush! <laughs> But you were so excited you couldn't get your words out. <laughs> Stammer. <laughs> so how you doing this evening, lads? Good. Not oh, too bad. Good. 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 Aye, yeah. aye. Nothing to report, really. Not the dirt on the much. <laughs> I did have a, a, a spot. I spotted a wrestler in a, a program last night. It was um, Killer in My Village, and, was, and the, the, the main villain was um, Mr. Charles Crowley. I was like, oh, I recognise him. It took me for ages, and I was like, ah, recognise him from somewhere. That's Crowley. Said, you, which... I, <laughs> I wonder like, if anyone did you watch it. Killer in my village. That's a Channel Five horror film. If ever heard of one, that. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if anyone did that when they saw Tolkien and saw me. Oh, I, I recognise him. Tolkien. I don't think yeah, I've seen Tolkien. I was in Tolkien. Yeah. Yeah, full front and centre, shell shock soldier. Oh, yeah. I believe I'm credited somewhere as well. <laughs> really? I think so. Check I've heard it all now. Hold on. <laughs> and Disciples in there as well somewhere, like the back of his head. He's convinced that it's not just the back <laughs> of his head and likes to point out that he's on the DVD extras, and I'm like, that's great, mate, but I made it into cinemas. That's pretty cool. That's amazing. <laughs> a guy, very, very quickly, a, a guy who I know, um, said, oh, you've got to watch it tonight. I'm on a, a touch of frost. You've got to watch it. You've got to watch it. When I touch a frost, so a lot of us at work watched it. This guy was a bit, he's an interesting bloke, we'll say that much. But we, uh, we, we watched it and we kept watching it and, and all of us like got on a, on a message chat and said, we couldn't see him. Where was he? Where was he? And then we couldn't see him anywhere. Then we, we watched the credits and we went down there and it said, there it is, Chris Maud, man in body bag. He was, he, he played a corpse. He played a corpse in a body bag. I, I thought you were going to say it was the ends of his feet, but it, not it actually was, in the back. No, he was a dead man in a body bag. <laughs> uh, he got credited for it on a touch of frost. Did you, did you even see his face? No. <laughs> oh the, only proof he's, the only proof he's got is his name in the credit roll. <laughs> I mean, that's more proof than some people have well, got. It's true. It's more proof than some people who've got who are actually well, in get, the faces. You can get paid quite well. Playing corpses. <laughs> Yeah, and, 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 and Hollywood, being a, being a corpse actor, you can get paid quite well, so it's quite a skill to stop breathing, or not look like you're breathing. You'd do I well in, 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 a, in an Undertaker it. Q&A set. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. I think I... How much did I get paid? I think it was like... I think it was just over minimum wage. Just a bit over, like £6.50 or £7 an hour or something like that. Yeah. To lie in the mud, in the cold, in the middle oh, of November. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was snowing. Oh, it, was meant to be the battle of the, it was meant to be the Battle of the Somme as well, but you could see a breath. Mm. <laughs> you watch it back in the film, you you, you can't, but I, I threw up on set as well. Really? Wow. Yeah, I got so cold. That's why you were, invite- that I, that's why you were invited oh, back. 
<laughs> I wonder how, how much, was in there. I was in War of Worlds uh, as well on BBC. You were in War of Worlds? Yeah, on BBC. Were you? Oh, I love that one. Yeah, I was in there somewhere. I don't know where, because I didn't watch you all, but I, run, I was in run, there. Running away from the tripods? Yeah. Were you? Yeah, I was one of them. Amazing. I survived, actually. While a lot of I, people I, died. I, yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I, I really enjoyed that, that series. I thoroughly enjoyed while it. While we were in the, like, the, the Victorians. Yeah. 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 Well, I was a big fan of the was... book. I, I've still got the original, um, the original soundtrack and the, the actual story of it on vinyl, like the original, um, the spoken word sort of story of War of the Worlds on vinyl from the seventies or sixties. I was, was going to get that when I was wow. in it, and I thought, oh, it'd be good to remember it by, and then I just never got around to it. it, it, got, it I was really impressed. <laughs> I was really shell. impressed by the um, by that that BBC adaptation, though. I thought it was really good. That's well, cool. Well done. I kind well of done, I, 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 I really wanted to find out what happened after it, where everything returns to like red crystals. Yeah, and stuff. that's been that's been uh, something else, doesn't that? That's been. Uh, I uh, I built wrestling yeah. up from the ground up. That's what happened. You did like you were the yeah. you were you were the originator <laughs> of turning from wrestling to the to the movie industry. The rock's gotten out on you, man. What, tell you what, what I like to think happened was that I was at Cambridge doing my entry exam in Tolkien, and then I ended up in the war. So I like to think I went from my entry exam to the war. And then it continued on into uh, War of the Worlds. It was just a continuation after World yeah. War One. <laughs> it's, it's never ended. Yeah, I survived the First World War, and then I uh, survived the invasion of um, Martians. And uh, yeah, I made it here. That's so cool. Like Captain right America. So yeah, you've done all right so far. I look good for my age, don't I? Good you've, luck. You've done all right. <laughs> Uh, speaking of dead actors who um, get paid, I wonder how much Katie Vick got paid. No. <laughs> Should we move on swiftly? No. Yeah. Yeah. We can stay on this topic. But before we get on to our AEW Full Gear review, uh, Lance, you want to tell us about today's sponsor? Yeah, today's episode is presented by Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is a transformative way to work out. Sweat Connective has a mission to help you feel your best. Each expert in structure brings their own signature method directly to you, wherever you are in the world, via Zoom. When you take a Sweat Connected class, you are able to interact with your instructor and the other participants in the class, just like you would in a live studio experience by actually being there. Whether you have, you have a group fitness participant for years or are newer, You'll feel right at home with Sweat Connected. And today, Sweat Connected is exclusively offering our listeners 50% off their first class by going to sweatconnected.com and using the code POD. That's POD, P-O-D, at sweatconnected.com for 50% off your first class. Sweat Connected, for all levels, all ages, all sizes, and all humans. This is Rick Marcus, and you've been listening to Broken But Glorious Podcast. Right, huge thanks to Sweat Connected. If you want to find out more details, all links will be in the description below the podcast. Right, so AEW surprisingly opened with the World Championship Eliminator Final between Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. I thought this was a great match. It was unreal. But, but I don't think it was, like, they, they they could do more. I think, I think they've left enough in the storyline that this was this was a great starter to a feud, I think. Well, you never yeah. want to do everything in your first match, do you? Because then you've got nowhere to go for the rest of the show. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think maybe, yeah. It was a great, great, effective, great, effective use of the time they had. They told a great story. There was plenty of action. So, it was, it was uh, interesting. About it really. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I'll, I'll say this now because I haven't mentioned it on the pod yet, but obviously for, for the listeners' benefit. I've been out of the loop with wrestling for at least six or seven months now. I haven't really watched anything um, at all. Um, so this is my first pay-per-view coming back into first watching any wrestling in half a year. And uh, oh, this was the first. To come back. <laughs> it was really good. I mean, I did. To be fair, I did watch the um, the, um, the 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 what you call it match, the buy-in match as well. But I know we're not covering that tonight. Yeah. But this is as a as a. The first on the on the main card event it was a cracking match. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I know Kenny, from what I read, is the kind of character that people expect him to put on a stellar ten 
so 10 out of 10 match and then everybody gets pissed off when he puts on an 8 out of 10 performance does, does it if that makes sense yeah and, exactly correct yeah and and for me i'm more than happy for him to keep putting on these sort of seven to eight out of ten matches because it was solid all the way through i thought um i thought hangman uh was e- what i enjoyed about the match there as well as i thought hangman was equally um equally deserves the same plaudits as well i thought it was a, i thought both guys put on that solid opener match and it was mm-hmm. it was it was good and I'm, I'm looking forward to see what they do next and it was interesting to sort of see omega kind of give him a sort of a tap on the back as he was rolling out the match there after the win as well as if to say next time kid kind of thing <laughs> um yeah <laughs> good, good effort good effort um and then he was off but yeah i enjoyed it it was a great opening to the show, 100%. I, know, I will get into that a little bit more later on about the whole kind of card structure sort of thing. But, um, I, yeah, really solid yeah. opening to the show. Um, and it instantly had a buzz, though, as well. Me and my mate were chatting and so watching it at the same time. It instantly gave us a buzz of watching it. Love the way that they um, had Don Callis on commentary as well. I think that needs Wonderful. to be said. Oh, that was good, yeah. Wonderful. Really, really nice little touch. And I, I, I love little touches like that. If, you, if you're on good terms of an indie promotion, having like people like that, the crossbar, just, it was a just really good little touch. Um, and he was fantastic as well um, I like the little things as well like the no handshake before the match started simple but really 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 effective uh, and then yeah the chemistry between the two was just second to none and as Lance touched on there's, they can easily there's so many more ways they can go with this in the future another little thing I'll get into a little bit later on uh, involving these two um, sorry I want to say a bit later on but, um, yeah. but yeah overall great opening match and um, it's really really set the, t- the tone for the show and the fact that it wasn't uh, in my opinion, the match of the night, I think, only helps because if you think if you have an opening match of the night from your first match, it can kind of um, <laughs> put, a, well, automatically it puts pressure on the rest of the show. But I think it, it did the job. It got everyone buzzing and there was obviously a lot more excitement to come. Yeah, I do want to say that they only had like a thousand people in that stadium, but they made a noise. It was great having like a really, really, reaction. Yeah. 100% yeah. and I will I will get onto them a little bit later on of a really special moment for me personally that happened later on in the show but the crowd yeah the crowd was terrific throughout they were they didn't lose it away at all brilliant I, say, I thought they were very loud during the main event as well yeah they turned that yeah <laughs> do you reckon the plan is to move the title from Moxie to Kenny to Hangman then that just seems to be the progression I think you just put it on Kenny and then just see where we go from there I just want to add one quick thing to what Nick said there as well, very quickly about him mm-hmm. saying it was great to see uh, Don Callis on there in the crossover. Um, by the end of match number one, it emphasised a partnership and a crossover with not just Don Callis and Impact, um, but also the opener was the full-on NWA match for an NWA women's title in the, in the yeah. buy-in. So it's like really interesting by the end of match one, You've already established that they're best friends with everybody. <laughs> it's like it's. It, I just thought it was a really f- interesting factoid, really. You know, just uh, the buy-in was all NWA in the first match. You had Don Callis on a uh, on on commentary. I thought it was great. Is AEW becoming the new NWA? I, I don't know what's going on really, but I know that very well. Alison Kay, who was the women's champion of NWA um, until about eleven or twelve days ago, has since quit NWA and she was wrestling on the undercard for the AEW show so as a free agent apparently whatever that means but the the belt that was it was the NWA women's title that was up for grabs yeah I just I just mean the the, the taking all these promotions and kind of working together yeah so it's a bit like if they could if they did like all in territories yeah yeah, they had all in where they had AEW, NWA, and Impact Wrestling, and they did like a combined big show. It would be good. Up. It would be good to do something like that. At least feature a match from, you know, like a couple of, like a match from each promotion on that show, mm. if you like. Just so it's not like yeah. seen as AEW talent steamrolling over the opposition, but a bit like, um, just so it's, it's almost like it's featured on an AEW programming. Um, yeah. Not, 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 not like how WCW do with Japan. I never quite understood those kind of. I never quite got my head around those kind of partnerships. I'll be honest, because it, although they were great to see all these different talents, it was always very much if it was in in America in a WCW program, then 
they would automatically look like the biggest stars against the, the against the Japanese wrestlers. And then you never really back yeah. in the day, you never got to see the Japanese equivalent when it went over there. You never got to see that the same way that you got to see the WW the WCW shows. So mm-hmm. I'd, if AEW were going to do it, I'd love to see it as like a you know match number one is the NWA match where there's two NWA guys or girls wrestling each other. Match number two is an Impact match. You know, you could dip in and out of them. Like wrestlers could kind of kind of you know, but I just like the idea that it would be like almost like a festival of wrestling. Oh, that'd be amazing! Wouldn't it be fun? Uh, and MLW uh, as well. Was, oh, yeah, definitely. I can't wait for yeah. next week. Oh, mate. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> mainly mate. Uh, next was a really yeah. mainly. <laughs> next was a really fun match between arguably the two most popular wrestlers in AEW currently, John Silver and uh, Orange Cassidy. I've got huge this. notes, but that, that, that my favourite bit was when he. He got pissed off of Orange Cassidy, so he just ripped his pockets off. <laughs> so he could put his hands in his pockets and stuffed them in his mouth, their pockets in his mouth. <laughs> really, really good. I, I, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. And I think as well, AEW is tactic. I think, again, I'll, I'll get into it a bit more later on with uh, the tactic mm. of the card. But having this sort of a comedy match second on the card, I thought was just done to perfection. Um, um, and um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the ripping of the pockets, but also just when Cassidy was being Cassidy being the goat and um, he just shouts out it doesn't hurt <laughs> <laughs> Re- really good so John Silver I think is hilarious as well he's yeah I think you, you're right there Chris it is two of the most popular wrestlers on the um, on arguably the show it's, itself but um, no really did really did the job between the two men um, great match and um, and then yeah as well I think it also had its element of seriousness as well which you have to, you have to kind of put regardless of a comedy match which it certainly got and um, the correct winner as well, but yeah, no, really, really nice little, uh, really nice little cool match. I thought with some, as you rightfully said, lots of comedy moments in it. And it's um, good to see Cassidy back being Cassidy again, because obviously, whilst it was great, we saw him in a kind of serious way with Jericho and Cody as well on on Dynamite. It was great to see him just being Orange Cassidy that we know and love. Yeah, definitely. I think like Nick said, I think it was just in the perfect place on the card because it it. It was like comedy aspects. It was allowed you to the crowd to cool down from such a serious match. Yeah, and um, yeah. I think Silver as well. I mean, I've seen Cassidy a few times, but this is the first time I've ever been aware of Silver and the sort of general unanimous feedback that I've read from other people and heard from other people who watched it, such as my brother and another crew of lads that I know have been watching it. Um, was it's just nice to see a heel with that kind of um, demeanor that he's got, like no nonsense. Uh, I'm a heel and I'm going to flex my muscles every opportunity I get to flex them at the camera for a bit. You know, it's just, yeah. just a, f- a fun persona. Um, and it really worked well al- against Orange Cassidy's hands in his pockets kind of crack. Ripping the pockets as well out of the jeans and throwing them on the floor. Brilliant. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was good because he was he was all right. I don't know if it, it's the right way to say it, but like he was okay being the butt of the joke. Yeah, he yeah. played it really well. Absolutely. Because he was like the straight guy to the the, the comedy guy, mm-hmm. he was Definitely. the serious guy, and it just it wasn't like they were trying to out comedy each other. He was just the joke, like Tom and Jerry. <laughs> he remind John Silver reminded me a lot of a Big Guns Joe. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Actually, he's, he's I don't have to. Yeah, no, I know. Listeners who watch wrestling in the northwest of England will understand that reference. <laughs> Only me and Chris yeah. and uh, about three people. All of our Finland, our, our Finnish uh, listeners uh, know exactly what you're on about. Do we have a lot of Finnish listeners? Probably. <laughs> Hello, Finland. Hello, Finland. Scandinavian countries are always in the top. Albania was one from memory. Albania, we were doing really well. Yo, Albania, why aren't you buying my t-shirts? They're still getting over them scoring a corner past David Seaman. Oh, no, no. Yeah. We got to number, I think we got to number four in Cambodia once, and we above Jericho, and we're like, Cambodia's the only child that matters. <laughs> well, <laughs> Cambodia, why aren't you buying my t shirts? They're, they're too busy buying Sweat Connected. They're too busy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll sponsor the show. <laughs> uh, uh, next up, we had the AEW TNT Championship match, Cody Rhodes. Got his name back. No, Well, thank I want to see more crossroads off the top row. That looked brutal. <laughs> brutal as well. It was, uh, it was class. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great match. Yeah. I don't know if it, it 
I might have been my match of the night, you know. I'm, I'm a bit torn. Yeah, was it, it was. It was. I think I. I'll say I. I, if the, I just didn't like. I didn't really like the ending with um, Brian Cage and Ricky Sports. Ricky Sports, is that right? Yeah. Coming in, I, I think. I think they could. They could have done that on Dynamite. The same storyline. I agree with that. I agree with that. I thought it was a good beat down, but I just don't think it was needed there. Like it could have been like next, you know, yeah. midweek. But it, I thought it was a good, a good, uh, a good beat down. But I didn't like the whole Cody getting down on one knee and proposing with the belt either. I, I didn't really <laughs> see the need for that based on the storyline. That like and Spike you know, lifts the whole match, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, and even going into that it, he was kind of heelish. An arm oh, outside, yeah, kind of doing the whole. They stop messing around, just pin him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, just, I, I thought I just, it was strange why he proposed to him. Yeah, yeah it was a I bit weird. I didn't I thought, like him coming down with so many wrestlers as well, um, with like a yeah, massive entourage. A nightmare family seems to double in size. Well, the gun, yeah. yeah, the gun club seems. Yeah, they were with them as well. Billy and uh, Billy, Billy Gun, yeah. they got the gun club were there. Lee, um, I kind of like Lee, it. Lee Johnson has joined as well. Yeah, it was a bit funny. I say um, I, I do love Cody, and it was a great match. It wasn't my match tonight, but again, it was. It was certainly a match I'd happily go back and watch any points. Um, yeah, it was really nice just hearing the Cody Rhodes. No, I think that they made a good um, way of touching on it in a, in a big way as well, that he had making a big point that he's got the Rhodes surname back. Um, yeah. And yeah, I know you say, Chris, I, I, I didn't mind Taz coming out at the end. I, mean, I, I, I could always hear Taz because I just think the bloke's gold on the mic. Um, but with Cage and Starks... Um, I, I was, yeah, the beatdown, I kind of wanted it to be, to be a bit worse. Like, I was really underwhelmed when they threw Darby Allen through and it turned out just to be a bit of paper. I was really hoping it was going <laughs> to be like glass. I know it sounds horrible to say, but I really I, I thought, I thought it was going to be a, a proper light. Yeah. I, I really, thought, I thought that they were going to smash the door in his arm and then he'd have to relinquish the title. I thought that I as thought, well. I thought it could go down that whole route of they do him in at the point where he can't, and then he had, although he's technically won, he hasn't won, and they, ca- they carry on that whole story, you know. Yeah. Um, so just, just I so. That. But it's um, it look, it it's look, one of those. It looks it like a, the TNT division going forward is going to be really good. If you got like, Cody, Darby Allen, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, and um, Will Hobbs Will fighting Hobbs, over yeah. the title. Well, I'm it's sure come fun, February there'll be. I'm sure come February as well, it'll all change around with with the. Um, well, I'm sure we, may, we could even potentially get a fatal four way um, uh, on Dynamite at some point. I imagine they'll yeah. probably do like a big New Year's show on Dynamite, so you could get a um, a fatal mm-hmm. four way, and then that could also lead to a split between Cage and um, and Starks. I think Starks is one of the most underrated people on on AEW. I think I think he I think he, he could be a face as well, so he could almost turn away from Team Taz. I enjoyed how um well well firstly I think it's going to be interesting to see how the how they play this one out because all intents and purposes if you look back at how that ended there it looks like Cody is now to look after Derby it looks almost like right I'm going to mentor you or something the whole passing on the belt and then making the save and stuff or partly making the save um it seemed a bit like it's we're going to see some tag team matches I think if nothing else between Derby Ooh, Cody maybe. and the other two yeah he has yeah. he has been like. Um... Cody's project since the beginning. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's like for real. Like isn't it? I did like yeah. how um, Taz kind of stepped between his boys and and got his hands on the title belt as well. And I, I thought that was quite a, a fun, a fun, a fun ending to it. Like kind of like, no, I'll, I'll look after this, lads. You go and do what you need to do. I'll look after this. <laughs> I remember Darby Allen. I'm just happy, so happy for him because I remember when he was announced for uh, the indie shows in New Orleans. Well, I was there in New Orleans, WrestleMania 34. He was <laughs> oh, yeah. now, I was so excited, and um, I remember yeah, the Progress show. He came out in the Thunder Bastard <laughs> match of Progress, and um, straight away did some mental spot and naturally hurt himself. So got carried out by Glenn and um, a few of the other Progress. Oh, okay. um, so um, I was so gutted I didn't get to see him wrestle for them. Yeah, because it meant he was then out for the remainder three shows that he was supposed to be on or the other two shows he was supposed to be at that we were, oh, we were supposed to be watching but um but yeah really really proud moment for him and yeah. i think he's one of aw's i think he's one of aw's pro- yeah you're right whoever said i think it was mark said that he's one of aw's prize assets for sure i think it was a well-placed match this as well i know that you want to touch on that yourself as well at some point nick but i thought after yeah. the, the, the 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 spacing of uh, cassidy and silver between the Umega and Hangman and Cody and Derby match before we go into the next match as well. I thought I think so far it's been well well positioned. Yeah, definitely. 
It's usually an AEW, but it's, it starts off slow and then it's just like bang, 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 yeah, it's to round out this half of the review. Um, it's the AEW Women's Championship match. Uh, I'm going to butcher a name. I always do. Haruka Ashida. <laughs> I can't Shida. say Japanese names. Kyo Shida. Kyo Shida. This is Nyla Rose. Um, I love the no DDQ match. They had a double or nothing, but there was something missing in this match. This was... They had no, no storyline going in. There's no attempt to build on the previous match. Just seemed to be on the card just to have a women's match. My main bullet points for this match were wasn't bad. It was it wasn't it wasn't bad. It wasn't you know a negative, but it, it just was underwhelming um, for a title match. I thought personally, I thought the referee was a bit too animated, like just really kind of getting in the face. There was a few. There was more than once where I saw her. She looked scarier than Ni- bloody Nyla Rose. Yes. Um, I thought the I thought the finish should have been that's the. A, that's her that's that's game. The clothes actually is really over animated. And I just, it didn't work for me uh, personally. I think I think also that the match should have ended on the Avalanche Falcon Arrow from the top rope. That that should have been the finish rather than kick out and then a bit more messing around and then gets the win anyway. I just thought that should have been the crescendo personally. Mm. Um, but if nothing else, this match made me think, oh okay, now I've seen what Sheeta's about. I really want to see what she's like against Deeb, who was in the um, the the, the buy-in match. Yeah, um, the, the last show you missed, it was um, Shida versus Thunder Rosa. I was going to say yeah, that was going to be the other one. I, I think the Shida, Deeb and Rosa, those three, that could be really fun. Um, Alison Kay didn't hit the nail for me, didn't didn't make a mark for me in the buy-in match personally. I thought she looked a little bit out of depth a bit, but I thought Deeb looked mm-hmm. really good. Shida looked good, but it just didn't click with Nyla Rose tonight for me personally. So I'm going to give it a bit of credit because um, uh, I actually thought out of the Nyla, you could, I suppose you could kind of call it the Nyla Rose uh, Sheeda series, if you will. This was my favourite match between the two uh, in that sense. I think Ooh. it's the best match they've put on. Yeah. I, I, really, I really enjoyed it. Whether I was just getting caught up in a what was a fantastic show, potentially, yeah. but I, I did really enjoy it. And I think as well, why I did enjoy it is because my maybe my expectations were very low, given the, the build's been very poor. Um, it had the previous matches haven't ever really excited, have never really got me going into this, invested in this feud. Um, but putting that aside, I gave it just a clean sweep from when the bell went, and I did really enjoy it. So I would say it's the best match between the two that I've personally watched. However, yeah, I am very, I'm very, I just want the belt to be put on Britt Baker, if I'm honest, <laughs> just because she is the best, the best wrestler that, and I could watch yeah. her all, how great she is on the mic and as a heel. From what you lads have seen of the feud so far going into this particular match, um, do you think that, because for me, I, I can only base it on, to, on, on the match was, that was. There, there, there was, was no feud. Right. Nyla Rose came out and said, I'm not yeah. wrestling again until I get another title match. So what? Yes. So has 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 <laughs> Guerrero had a prominent point at all? Because I felt she was kind of she was a bit pointless for me. Like in this match, like I don't know if she had much to do with the build, but she didn't do much for me at all in that. I think the ending was quite interesting where she slapped her, um, and then I was expecting a beat down, but then we didn't get one. Which and it was just all a little right. bit. Oh, yeah. It's strange and it just didn't quite add together for me. So I, I thought maybe that was because I've missed something in the build up to this in the previous encounters or something. I don't know. I, I thought the match was um, was all right. I didn't think it was amazing, though. I thought it definitely could have been better. No. I think, because Shida is so, is so good, I was expecting, um, just expecting a little bit more from it. Yeah. I felt like there was an awkward moment between um, Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. It was like someone had missed the cue. You know, with the kendo stick. And I it, think it, Vicky missed the cue at least twice. Yeah. yeah. It felt like it went on for. And at the end, she was meant to, she was meant she was meant to grab Sheeta's leg, and she kind of just stroked it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. I don't think she added anything to the match. I think if anything, it no. might have been, to be honest, as harsh as it sounds, a bit of a hindrance to the match. Like there was a bit too much focus on Vicky being there and being involved, that they almost had to sort of. I don't know if it was a detriment, um, to the, mm. rather than just letting the two of them go at it. They had to kind of put some focus on Vicky, and uh, and what, what what's been what what part has she played in the build up to this match? Out of curiosity, I just remember, all I remember in the build is like Nyla Rose coming out saying, "I'm not wrestling again until I get a title shot," and then she got given a title shot. 
So has Vicky old. been managing Nyla for a while? Yeah, since sort right. of yeah. the, the the turn of the year, I want to say maybe or okay. maybe no, no, sorry, but maybe when as soon as we were in the um the COVID era, if you will. Okay. So like the last six yeah. months, about then. Seven yeah. Months, so. It's a fair fair chunk of time then. So maybe you know, um, it's maybe maybe coming to an end naturally then. Um, especially with what we saw I, at the end of the match. I saw the I saw the end of the match as like a firing up thing rather than we're gonna break up. Did you? Yeah, same. I saw it more of a break up. thought was, oh no, they're they're gonna turn Nyla face. Oh no! But then when she didn't retaliate, really, she I saw that as a firing up. It was like it It's a weird sort of analogy used, but it felt a bit like a um a Bobby Heenan slapping uh, the Red Rooster when the Red Rooster was in the Heenan family when he was Terry Taylor because he was always losing. So so he slapped him and yeah. then it felt like it was going to be a a whole, who are you talking to? You, you're starting with me. You know, and then she was going to give yeah. a, give, give Vicky a kick in, uh, on the back of it. But this could be like almost like the start of like where Vicky starts being very hands-on with her and starts slapping her about a bit to the point where she breaks because otherwise I don't think they would have done it. So I, I don't know. I just feel like it's probably heading towards some kind of breakup. Um, I thought that as well. I felt like it was a. Cause she looked angry. Yeah. As well, and it felt like a crossing of the line. Bit of tongue, bit of tongue to kind of. Yeah. To, yeah. Like if I don't, I don't know. Like it's like when a kid gets shouted at by the teacher, and they they want to be like fuck off, knobhead, but they like yeah. they know they can't. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of them. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll and be I something that it'll probably building. happen. Again. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll happen a, a couple more times until breaking point, maybe. You know. Yeah, because you don't want it just to just to happen, do you? You don't want to waste that moment. Yeah. Because that's what it should be. It should be yeah. a, a real moment. Agreed. And then the, obviously you get the big pop from it when you build it, where she goes, "Fuck off, knobhead," and like beats the shit out of her. <laughs> Be interesting to see where they go next because I think that that feud na- naturally has to come to an end now. Um, from well, I don't know if it should or shouldn't actually, but I think that Shida could definitely have more interesting runs with other other people on, on the card. Yeah, once once fit Britt Baker's fully fit, yeah. I think Britt Baker could be taking the, the title off her. Yes. Big Swallows, they've been very yes. as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, so they, they are they are building quite a decent. Division there, they have they have got all the Joshi wrestlers to come back as well because they're all stuck in Japan at the moment, aren't they? So yeah, yeah. Hello and welcome to Broken but Glorious Wrestling. I'm Simon Hill, and this is the one and only podcast you're gonna want to listen to. Check it out. It's time for the second half of the review, so we're going to start with probably the match I feel Nick's been itching to talk about. So it's the AEW Tag Team Championship match, FTR versus the Young Bucks. So there was a lot of great things in this match. I think from it's, it's the selling and the storytelling, Matt's great bad leg and the, the obvious targets and all that. Um, they had the, the tandem, uh, the tandem offensively inspired by the past. So they had the, the newer generation who like Dudley's and Hardy's moves by the books, then Heart Attack and Steiner moves being done by FDR. I thought it was, oh, it was so fun. It was an amazing match, wasn't it? it say, however, though, I will say though, it wasn't. It's it's weird. It wasn't my favourite tag match of the year. It wasn't even, in fact, my favourite tag oh. match in AEW for the whole year. It was. I think, again, I think um, Omega and Page versus um, the Bucks back. Um, oh, that would just take some beating ever. Now, I, I would say, in terms of tag team matches of all time it's my number it's pretty my third tag team match of all time but to have two in 2020 yeah. by the same promotion just says it all about this promotion how much i love wow. them um, but no it was amazing match not so that that, that that was start off with a negative but that is uh <laughs> it, it was the match my match of the night by country mile it's not really a negative it's my third no. favorite match <laughs> exactly well i just again it was more just heaping praise on the match back at uh revolution between but yeah um, and my second one for anyone who cares, it's DIY versus um, the uh, versus revival from Takeover 20 uh, Toronto, which is all was referenced in this match. As well. Yeah, exactly. The, that, yeah, yeah. where does TLC two rank? More of a stip. I more mean just normal tag team match about a stip um, sort of thing. Just or good old fashioned tag team wrestling. What um, a cop out. 
but it, I, I, I did. I just loved this match. Fantastic. Um, I, as I say, after about five, ten minutes into it, I, me and my mate who I was sort of messaging with, I was like, I'm worried this is not going to live up to the hype uh, after like ten minutes. But before what you know it, you? it just really just kicked in instantly, didn't it? And um, it was, yeah, amazing. Really, all four men, absolutely fantastic. Um, I thought they got all the little bit of selling points, as you rightfully said, Chris, all the little uh, throwbacks to, to the various tag teams, fantastic little spots throughout. Um, but yeah, amazing. Really happy the Young Bucks won. I actually forgot about the stip that if they lost, they wouldn't be able to um, challenge for the belts ever again. Um, so yeah, when they won, I was surprised initially, but then I quickly remembered they did have that stip in. Um, and then post-match as well, Ken, Ken, this is what I'm kind of hinting back from earlier. I did love Kenny coming out and then you could only see it from the camera. And I thought this was really, te- whether this was done on purpose, I don't know. But credit to AW, it's true. With, it's well done like, on purpose. It must have been. Well, I hope it was done on purpose with, with Paige kind of. Otherwise, he just actually stood there with a brandy in his hand. Well, no, I like that. <laughs> I mean, because I, I mean, I, I, the fact that they were, it was the case of the wrestlers aren't to know that he's there, but the crowd are to know. Well, the ones watching at home can know he's there, but even the commentators were like, "What?" The commentators like, didn't even mention it, did they? Yeah, so, they're like, they went, "Did you shadow? see that man in the shadows?" Yeah, there was like, "There's a shadow in there." But <laughs> that the was is, my thing about that, though. Actually, they kept saying. It was that in the shadows. It was clearly Hangman Adam. Yeah, but that's what I like. Even in the shadows. But they might not have seen that. From from where they are, though. But from (laughs) from where they are, they might not be able to see round the round the corners. Well, I, I thought it was great, though. I thought it really was. I I, I, I love that. They watch the show. They don't watch it like a (laughs) fan. I think it's good though. I really hope they continue doing this, like with him, Paige just casually stalking, um, just being there. Stalker. He becomes oh. DDP from 2000. <laughs> but no, I... Um, <laughs> I've got my ticket. <laughs> it was... Um, but I, it, it was great. And I think they've set up so many avenues to go down with, uh, as I say, with Kenny coming down, Paige, well, not coming down, but being at the top of the of the ramp. Regardless of what we think of it, uh, I, just, I thought it was terrific. And um, yeah, my easily my match of the night. And um, again, just credit to what tag team wrestling should be. Brilliant. I beg you, please, young bucks, make me famous. <laughs> Bang! Isaac, Isaac turned round about 20 minutes into this match. He goes, Daddy, this match is really long. <laughs> I kind of thought you were, were going to say, and he turned round and looked me in the eyes and went, make me famous. Bang! <laughs> and I was going to be like, that's a bit of an odd reference for a child who watches mainly rumbles, but I, I respect it. For a child who watches mainly rumbles. <laughs> that was a great phrase. Um, I thought this was a fantastic match. I agree with Nick fully on basically everything he said. I thought it was match of the night. Um, I was doing the daft little thing where giving them scores, giving each match a score, because I thought, why not? And this got a solid 8 out of 10. Dave Meltzer. Yeah. Um, no, I do it in 10s. I'm, uh, like, I don't give them stars. I just give them numbers out of 10. So sure does he. Does he? I thought yeah, he twenty stars out of five. Oh, he's, he's a yeah, but he's a, yeah. Well, he's, I hope he doesn't hear this we, and we downgrades my matches. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I thought it was fantastic back and forth. Everything that you've said there about the the, the nod back to the, the the moves that were the finishing moves that they were kicking out of. I thought that was quite amusing. Um, I just love as well that the like um, the FTR managed by Tully. Just just a yeah. simplistic thing of. of Everything that goes into that, including the fact that the um, they were using like the spike pile driver that the Brain Busters famously used in Rockers and stuff. It's just mm-hmm. just loads of really really cool stuff that was going on in that match. It was quite subtle as well, um, in some cases, but overall really good. Really enjoyed it. Books win the belts. Did you um, see that Drax um, tweeted out after the show that the physically drained, physically and emotionally drained, whoever you want has been on this ride. Thank you top guys out so apparently they've only had a like a handshake deal with AEW oh so don't say perhaps, that perhaps this means that they're going to head to other promotions and like cross teams off the bucket lists cause, uh, maybe who so said could, that could, they, could, they, I've seen this today oh yes. so they could I go thought you said Drax at first <laughs> and I was like what the destroyer <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could even end up with impact because apparently they've, they've expressed desire to work with the north in the past so I, 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 but they could, they could, they could, yeah, they, they don't have to. Hold on. 
so what you're saying is to challenge them the front line versus the the revival. That's what get, I just heard. Get onto a piece of blackham now. <laughs> someone, someone, get me a pad and paper. Draw it up. Yeah. <laughs> so they can they, they can make it up now. <laughs> they can make their way back round to Smash in like a year. Just they go round the world. That they become belt collectors or something, and then come back. And they come. Back. I can think that'll be a good idea. And they go, the only belt we haven't got is that one. And the young bucks are like, <laughs> oh, shit. I like that. And like, they've got like proper, proper evil man goatees. Like, <laughs> it's the, the dark, dark timeline. And like, hmm. right, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Do you think we'll ever get a segment on as well? I've been yeah. thinking this for like months. But yeah. just, just them go, oh, right, new black. No, oh, not bad. How are you? <laughs> so you guy lost shit, that, isn't it? <laughs> kind of, but the... if, F- if FTR are going to do one of other promotions, I want, I want Tully to go with them. I want him to stay as their manager, That'd wherever great, they go. That could be fun. Yeah. Uh, I, want it, I, I want that now. Like I wanted them just to pass in Griller and they both look at each other and go, shit. Now, All right. <laughs> now then. All right. <laughs> All right, mate. All right, Sam. <laughs> Can I just say, uh, Nick, I yeah. told you that match was going to be amazing. It was. I told no, you so. it, however, it didn't beat the um, it didn't beat the original. Um, it didn't beat the match from Revolution, which was mainly what I was getting at. But when when we when we look back at this, and I said I was Charlie and you were Neil, and Charlie was like, you should believe in Chris Santa Claus. Yeah, no, fair enough. I'll, I'll give you that. I will give yeah, you that. Fair enough. The film played out. Exactly. I just didn't want to. Uh, but then, to be fair though, the fact that I went in with a negative, well, a uh, a, a lower, a lower. Uh, how do I word this? A, uh, an underwhelming attitude going in. I was absolutely overwhelmed, and um, I couldn't have been more happy. Well, I could have because it could have been better than yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Get it. That's it. I was crying. Deletion match. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was okay. It was, a, it was a lot of fun. I think it was probably the worst of the Hardy compound matches. I thought. So I didn't, no, I didn't enjoy, I didn't no. enjoy the ones that did. No, but then I said, but it's the worst compound Randy Rush, but had Hurricane and Gangrel cameos, so. <laughs> which automatically makes it the best. At the start of the year, I think you could have said these things on our first episode in January. We would be work. We would be in a lockdown. There'd be a virus that suppresses the world, and we would we wouldn't be able to uh, keep under control. We would have a new a new way of living. Um, would have cinematic matches, and Gangrel appear on my TV in 2020. <laughs> I think out of all of them, you'd probably say all of them before Gangrel appeared on your TV in 2020. I love uh, the way how he appeared as well. It was like he unveiled yeah. like McMahon as the higher power. It was I loved me. It, it was I me, Hardy. It. Absolutely <laughs> loved it. I, I, see, I'm gonna. My mate, like your part, people are saying like similar. Like, oh, it was only good because Gangrel and Hurricane were there. But I, I thought it was brilliant. I, I thought, thought it was, it was a fantastic some, match. I, I thought, thought it was, it was really, really well, good. I really I, I enjoyed thought, it. I thought the beginning. Like, you bear in mind, I haven't seen any of the other compound matches ever. I think so it's, it's really good. And I think as well, regardless of, and this is a kind of a debate I was having with myself in a way when I was sort of going over my notes for the show. You could, I think, well, the one thing that gives me hope about this paper in this this match is, could you potentially? Is there room for for going forward with pay per views that you can actually get away with doing cinematic on a pay per view show going forward, even when we're back in normal circumstances? I know the mm-hmm. flip side of that is is that really fair on audience members who are paying a bit fair chunk to watch a pay per view when it's obviously they charge a lot for for tickets to go and watch. Is it yeah, still getting one a load of, of all the matches, aren't you? I think well, if yeah. they know, I think if they know in advance before, as they're buying tickets that there's going to be an additional um, match, you know, there's going to be a match of, of sorts on there for that. Then I think it's fair enough because I don't think anybody's going to hopefully go to a pay per view thinking I can't believe I only got nine out of the ten matches for my ticket. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, you know, I can't believe I was only here for six hours. Uh, I'm not being um, saying we need to do it every pay per view because then that would get crap. But I think if you do it like every every so often, it I agree. Be... No, they'll moan though. Like with the um the Wyatt Horror House though, everyone's like, but it's not there, is it? And he's got to drive to the the arena. I think if you do <laughs> maybe, like, maybe do like so. If, for example, if you've got a monthly pay per view, if you do three a year, I think that would be a fair enough. 
yeah. uh, amount, you know, one, one every sort of four months. Do like a it. cool cinematic one, like a one at Mania, one towards maybe one of Survivor Series and one at Rumble or something like that. There will uh, be someone. Please. I bet you. I'll bet you a hundred <laughs> quid now. There'll be someone at WrestleMania going. I've paid all this money to be here, and I'm only seeing fifteen out of the seventy-five <laughs> matches. <laughs> I'm seeing seventy-five like out of matches here, and one of them is on the screen, and I've got to watch it. I can't. I was just saying, hang on. I'm only seeing 15 out of the 75 match. Yeah. Well, yeah. from given How someone who was... <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say, from someone who was at a bloody long mania show, I would have loved to have had a cinematic match one instead of like some of the some of the rubbish <laughs> matches that you had to endure. Um, even some matches you miss all to, some matches you actually end up missing altogether because you're going to get you're going for a piss or getting a beer or something or some food. By the time you've got all of that, you can actually miss a whole match. How hammered were you at WrestleMania, and how hard was it um, to get hammered? Very hammered. By the time I can't hammered? remember, I can't remember anything of the Lesnar range match apart from um, Carmella chance and, uh, <laughs> and they might not even been Carmella chance. They could have just been in my head and um, <laughs> and, and and hearing Lesnar winning and like going what? Just trying to expect like, Lesnar winning. <laughs> it's impossible not to get plastered at any WWE event, even house shows in Newcastle. Oh, even a progress shows. You got the bar. You go to the bar and it's like you can only buy those two pint pots. Mm. You know what I mean? So you end up buying four, obviously, because you're not going to go back to the bar again. That's and, yeah. then, and then you, you drink them before the show starts. You're right. <laughs> well, even pro- progress Riptide, I always get drunk. I'd like to say this now on record. I have never been drunk at a wrestling event, either being well, in the I crowd or being on the show. Come, when I can't watch you and I'll get all drunk and you'll have to carry me out of there <laughs> screaming at you. I think I've only been drunk once. It was just fabulous earlier this year. I got quite drunk. I'll throw a beer over Lance. What I will say, to... what I will say uh, getting back on topic, <laughs> is that, is that I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the monster truck start. I thought that was hilarious. I really enjoyed the fact that they just sat wandering through a forest and then found a ring. <laughs> I really enjoyed the fact that a match suddenly started taking part place in the ring, but it wasn't Sammy and Hardy. <laughs> it was like a tag match randomly. Yeah. Um, and You've never seen a the, Hardy compound match, have I you? haven't, no. It's the first time. And I thoroughly enjoyed the whole uh, like trench warfare with fireworks. Cannon <laughs> thought it was bloody fabulous. Um, I think you should This is a staple. I thought the whole... It turning into a really dark skull being crushed off a floor at the end had yeah. this really strange element of oh shit it's 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 turned into brutality um I wasn't expecting that so you had a kind of real wrestling going on in the ring you had the comedy elements with Gangrel and Hurricane you had <gasps> general sort of madness of fireworks and then the brutality of heads being crushed into a floor at the end I thought I I thought it was fucking ace. To be quite honest, yeah. Second match of the night for me, like that one. Well, you I like highly the recommend ones, you watch the other Hardy Combat <laughs> match. You'd the love last, them. The, the last Impact one, they had Ting Maxwell versus Rockstar Spud. See, the thing is, though, right? I, I, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I was thoroughly entertained by this, and I'm reviewing that show, and that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, I don't uh, care about your recommendations, you peasants. <laughs> Next we had... That was good fun. Chris Jericho versus MJF. If MJF wins, he enters the inner circle. Really good fun. I Um, think one thing that has to be said with this... uh, It it, it almost got me a little bit teary, actually, um, watching this before the um, match was Jericho's entrance with just hearing a live audience passionately. And how great is that going to be when... I know people can argue this about any sport, football rugby, tennis, cricket, when you're allowed back at an audience. And we all know how, even on music concerts, we know it's going to be amazing. But to the AEW fans, when they're back in a full capacity and they can hear Judas getting sung, it it will be emotional. And this was emotional, I thought, enough. And again, it's credit to, as you said at the start of the show, Chris, the 1,000 fans that are in there. Really let their voices heard. Also, Jericho's reaction, his facial reaction. He was holding holding it back, wasn't he? He Damn right, yeah. He yeah. was holding about the big smile that he wanted to go. Oh, I love you guys, but he—he's uh, obviously a bastard heel, as much as we love him. And yeah. I stand by it. This is the best Chris Jericho. Of all. It was hilarious. I, the way I think can... he is. I don't really want to open up. You're going to open a can of worms, there, pal. 
<laughs> I was just going to say, I was just going to say he's the best. He, he is the best wrestler of all time. But I'm not going into that yet. Because we I could be all night. This is the best no. version of Chris Jericho, and I was just no, like, he, he is the best of all time, regardless, <laughs> of version, regardless of what version. But, but no. Uh, but in terms of the match as well, really good back and forth. I love the little uh, them trying to sort of out tactic each other. Um, like I really, really thought Wardlow and Jake Hager were brilliant as well, both in their corner. Um, and then the, the the ending I thought was great. Um, the nice little um, obviously with the back coming in, then oh, um, <laughs> MJF trying to do his best Eddie Guerrero impression, and then uh, the little roll up with the tights one two three. And as I tweeted on our on our live t- on our tweet um, on BBG Wrestling, um, I was like, oh, is Wardlow going to be? And then as I literally t- did click enter, uh, Joe goes, oh, Wardlow's in here as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, and I, I did like Hager just staring down Wardlow. It was almost like stepbrothers when them, them two were just walking back, staring at each other as Jericho and Jeff arms around each other. Like, oh, we're running in a circle. So I'm so excited to see where, where these, I think some of the segments will be superb with obviously they're not liking MJF of MJF. Do you, do you think they've written Sammy Guerrero off TV? to have J- MJF in the inner circle for them, Sammy to come back and he's not Chris Jericho's favourite anymore. Yeah, definitely. That, yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely. I saw someone on another podcast to listen to made a really go, great point. They're going to do like almost like a initiation meal or something. Almost, if you think of like Harry Potter when that when the Death Eaters are having like a meal around the table and then um, MJ, Sammy Guevara's just going to walk in and MJF's going to be in his seat and he won't move <laughs> and Jericho won't back Sammy. Do you know what? Now that you said about them being like stepbrothers, I have an image of my Wardlow trying to bury uh, Jake Hager in the back garden. Mm. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? Shut the fuck up. You're waiting the neighbours. Yeah. There's going to be loads of little spots. Um, I think um, this is where I'm leaving the show. Uh, it's got me also excited of where angles are going to go. And this is one... This is probably the angle I'm most excited about where it's going to go from here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's wide totally open, isn't it? There's, like, there's potential angle. It's it's wide open in the sense of where it could go, and there's several avenues, and it would be fun. Any one of them would be fun. But just yeah, I think the idea of it's it's almost a bit like um, we're, we're rather if they don't do anything with Sammy, and that's kind of you know that that is obviously one avenue that could go down. I just like the whole MGF. Coming in as if he was, you know, when Rock joined the nation to almost yeah. dethrone Jericho Farouk, and just that whole kind of like that building block to the point where he maybe just dethroned Jericho. He gets, he gets, he gets the the family behind him, and then Jericho's kind of uh, what's going on here, like, and then he's the one who ends up leaving. I don't know. There's all sorts of potential avenues for this one. It's really good. Uh, last match of the night, we go AEW World Championship I Quit match. John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. I thought this was as violent as it needed to be. <laughs> Maybe a bit too violent at times. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was one of the most creative I Quit matches I've seen in a while. I've had two great um, I Quit matches in the last couple of weeks. But the bit where yeah, he, <laughs> he went back first into the pins and then he got the alcohol and poured it over his back. Was, I was like, oh. Nah. I thought that was great. I was uh, I was watching it oh. in the kitchen and my mum was in there mm. and uh, I showed it and she just uh, you could see the cringe on her face. Yeah. Uh, I explained that he'd just gone into the the tax and then I went, yeah, and that's rubbing alcohol and her face just screwed up. Oh. She was like, nope, no more to wait, nope. <laughs> is it unanimous that everybody sees Moxley and just accepts that he is their world champion, or, is, or does anybody think he's not? He shouldn't be the world champion. Because, I mean, again, going into this completely fresh, I'm complete novice. Last time I saw him was as Dean Ambrose, you know. Um, I, I found it difficult. And I don't know if that's just because I haven't had the build-up that everybody else who watches EW's had of accepting him as the champion. I thought he was playing tough man cosplay, to be honest. I really did. And I, don't get me wrong, I know he's past CZW, and I appreciate he's, he's done a lot of death matches in the past and things like that. But I'm, I'm far more familiar with Eddie Kingston um, as a character th- through the Indies and with um, with NWA as of recent as well. Um, and you, I just, you just know that Eddie is a tough man. He's a hard man. He's not somebody mm-hmm. um, playing the gimmick a bit, you know? Um, although he does look odd when he comes out in a tracksuit to do death matches. But 
with Moxley, he's he's got the sort of the strut of an Austin and the the, the clobber, and I just feel it. It's a little bit. I don't know. Just personally, I think it's a little bit of cosplay, and I don't know. Maybe I need to give it more time. Is it, I think you do because I think his character going into New Japan and then coming out of New Japan into AEW, it's been a very like altered ring from Dean Ambrose. He's not wacky with Dean Ambrose. Yeah, is he's got this new character and it's I, I, yeah I found it really believable as a world champion. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say give it a bit more time. Cool, fair enough. Uh, that's what I assumed, to be honest. It was just um, seeing that whole Dean Ambrose to this and not, I think this, this not being aware of the champion, I think. Yeah. If you if you forget about Dean Ambrose, mm-hmm. I think I think it's a lot better, especially the promo that they caught on Dynamite last yeah. week with, between Eddie Kingston and him. And the, uh, I thought it was great the way they would say uh, Eddie Kingston was talking about how he. He's going to go back to his mum with the title and say, this is why I haven't got kids. This is why I've got, I haven't given you a step, uh, a wife and law and all that. And it was like, whoa, all right. Yeah. yeah. Really, 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 more. really, really good with that promo on Dynamite. And I think Kingston as well. I think, again, it's this is my <clears throat> a negative on kids. I think on Mike, he's one of the best in the industry. However, in terms of wrestling and style, I think hardcore is probably the best way to go. He's never, he's not going to put on a five star clinic. That's just not him. But in terms of yeah, having a brutal match, perfect. In terms of cutting just like dark promos, 100% him, or even dark, passionate promos that not afraid to push the boundaries, going a bit sick and twisted, 100% him. Um, in terms of the match, I thought it was good. We'll be a bit short, I know, and it's that's coming from somebody who stayed up live to watch it as well, usually when he gets to the main event. I was, yeah. was going to say, do you think they're running out of time because the video package yeah. was that short for and as well? I think it must have been. Must it have only been, went 20 minutes because I watched it uh, while I was eating my tea before we <laughs> came on here. I, I, I was just thinking they need to... Um, it could be another... Um, I think he could have done with another 10 minutes or so, personally. Um, and that's for someone who stayed up late. You usually you start late, you kind of want to go to your bed. But I was, yeah, really into it. Um, but yeah, not, not just the finish, but the finish was great. You can't really say, I quit. Not when you've got someone and you've got a submission move with barbed wire up, getting around, wrapped around your neck. It, I don't <laughs> think, you, I think you would have to say, I quit to that. Uh, and, um, but yeah, Moxley, um, I did also like Moxley's entrance as well. Again, it goes back to the crowd. There was almost like a passion with that. And it kind of felt we're, we're, we're heading back to sort of a bit of normal with the crowd, with the whole Jericho thing and with the Moxley entrance, not Moxley giving his nod to the crowd uh, was nice. It, it was a nice sort of, um, yeah, it was a sort of a nice little spot that. And then, yeah, match itself, great. And then, yeah, post-match with the Omega and Moxley stay down. Well, the excitement already begins. Whether they'll, I imagine it will probably be, they'll stretch this out to revolution, I imagine, in February. In February. I most likely. Yeah, I was going to say that. Do you think they're going to wait until Revolution to have the Moxley Mega match? Well, that's just, they, could, they could even go. They could even go first mm. and maybe do like a normal match on Dynamite, which could potentially be like a screwy finish or what have you. Um, and then it leads to a rematch with like a stipulation, maybe like a dark, like a death, like a yeah, death match at, at Revolution, or even cycle like a cage or I, something. Well, I, uh, yeah, I watched. I watched the video recently, and it, it's just like. They don't do screwy finishes in AEW. I think they've had two countouts, one disqualification, was one draw. I think there's only been like five screwy finishes in a year. I think, well, I think that's not even, though, to be fair. Not even screwy. I mean, like if like case of not even someone distracted, but like case of like a I don't know, like Moxley wins, but like a foot was accidentally under the rope or something or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I think on Mark's point as well, though, I think I am ready to see someone else's champion because it hasn't nearly been a year i don't think it's been bad though i don't i think his run's been fine i think he's well oh no i think like, it's been fine i, I just think, think it's, it's coming like, to its end it's not it a natural conclusion I, I, do, I do get that and i think with moxley the good thing is who's to say I, he can't I, I win do, it back in the future want, yeah. i think, I at think end, of re, end of revolution they want the, the image of omega and the young bucks with titles that's that's the image they want yeah i think i think Completely yeah. honest in regards to to Kingston though, um, he's not he's not a world title competitor. He's not who you'd expect to be in the world title picture. You know what I mean? He's he's just he doesn't have that kind of wrestling uh, um, array in terms of his is what he's got is in his arsenal. 
Um, and that's coming from somebody who, like, I think Eddie Kingston is the best promo in the business today. I truly do think he's arguably the best passionate promo, at least. And you look at his face, he has got the best... Honestly, in terms of raw, real, emotional face, you look at his eyes, mm-hmm. he wipes the floor yeah. with everybody. He, You can... The pain that you think you can feel when he's talking, you look at his eyes, the sincerity when he speaks, I truly believe, not just in terms of a character, this, that, and the other, but in terms of a real person speaking raw truth, he is by far, I think he's heads and shoulders above a lot of people. I think he knows his strengths. He knows it's always going to be street fighting kind. It doesn't have to be even hardcore, but just street fighting, hard hitting matches. Um, even down to the scale of the kind of matches that the likes of Austin was putting on after his injury, that kind of just no nonsense, hard hitting. Um, he, he can quite, he doesn't have to rely on weapons and I wish they wouldn't keep throwing that as the obvious thing for him. He doesn't have to, you watch his matches. He's great at things like, uh, like snap suit plexes, you know, you just general impact moves. He's really good at impact moves. It's just that he automatically gets branded with the, um, the hardcore, you know, the, the, the pins, the whatever it might be, the barbed mm-hmm. wire. They need to lay off that a bit to let him flourish. And I'd, I'd like to see him actually more so in the FTW title bracket against the likes of Cage and people like that. I think he'd work a treat in that kind of, in that category, in that, yeah. especially for that title, that title. Um, so hopefully he sticks around. Hi, this is the Asian sensation Kanji. And you're listening to Broken But Glorious. Lance, do you want to flog your t-shirts where we go? Um, you can get your lovely Playboy Pleasure t-shirts at lanchrivera12.bigcartel.com. And I'm looking at you, Cambodia, where we're above Talking <laughs> Jericho. Cambodia, why are you buying me t-shirts? <laughs> so again, thanks to Sweat Connected for sponsoring today's show. If you want, again find out more details about from the links are in the description and okay so if you enjoy our show check us out on twitter it's bbg wrestling and our website is bbgwrestling.com good night good night good evening